Warning, this podcast features graphic content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society, and welcome to another episode of True Horror Stories. Thank you to user Ritual X Suicide, user Firestormer252, and user Sketchy Mada Effa69 for sharing their stories with us. As always, a big thanks to our Patreon members for supporting the podcast. You guys are awesome, and you have a uh, bonus episode headed your way very soon, so please keep an eye out. Speaking of Patreon, I wanted to welcome Dan BB23, Marilyn D, Tweak and Craig, Venetia W, Boogeyman, Sandy Q, Sam W, Christopher L, Nail Flail, and Surge1OTX for joining and helping out the podcast. Thank you guys so much for showing the love. It is much, much, much appreciated. Don't forget, Nightmare Society is a weekly podcast. We release on Thursdays, and it's available pretty much anywhere you can download a podcast. And with whatever app you choose, please don't forget to subscribe or follow us so you can get updates when we do release those new episodes. If you're looking for some of our older episodes, we are only able to have up 100 at a time um, via the podcast distribution. So you can listen to the older ones over on our YouTube if you would like to, because there's some great episodes in our backlog. Um, So please head over there and uh, follow us. We're only like, hmm, I think it was 117 or 18, something like that, away from uh, reaching 1,000 followers. So it would be pretty cool if we could reach 1,000 followers in the next month or so. So please check that out if you have a chance. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. all be honest here. Everyone knows that the rake is nothing more than a creepypasta. However, you cannot deny that people around the world are seeing and having legitimate experiences with this creature, or rather one that resembles the being in the stories, myself included. I've grown up with a relatively open mind in regards to strange phenomenon and things that aren't generally accepted by mainstream science or society, but I always approach things with appropriate skepticism. I've spent a very large majority of my life in the woods hunting, fishing, and mountain climbing miles deep in the backcountry. 
And so with all of that time, I've observed many different animals, plants, and some things I just simply cannot explain. I've gone camping and trekking solo many times in my life. It was liberating to just pack whatever you need to survive and go miles deep into the backcountry where animals aren't even afraid of you, simply because they aren't familiar with humans. It felt so special to be the only one immersed in that environment, but not anymore. Now hidden behind all of the natural beauty is underlying anxiety, fear, and legitimate danger. An environment that once felt so comforting and therapeutic turned into one that drove me absolutely mad with questions and uncertainties, and is now one I will not enter alone, for I know what is possible, and what is truly roaming around in the woods of North America. It was 2016 in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania that I saw a creature that forever changed my life and the way I perceive the world that we live in. The first time I had ever heard of the creature dubbed the Rake was during a conversation with a friend who had lived in the area for years and had encountered this creature on multiple occasions in very close proximity to his house. I remember him asking me if I had ever seen anything strange in the woods. There was a large plot of woods across the street from his house which at the time I had not. However, long before it was brought up, I had always had a deep feeling in my chest about the plot of woods. I didn't know what it was, I just knew it carried a very heavy dark energy that was strong enough to encourage you to stay out. My friend took out their phone and showed me the picture of the rake that comes up with any Google search. A very generic picture. I laughed it off as he warned me about the creature, because I genuinely thought he was just growing marijuana or something in the woods and didn't want me to find it. I couldn't have been more wrong. Months had passed with little more than strange noises at night and the sound of some cats being carried off into the dark until the day that changed my life happened. It was midnight. A rainstorm had just dumped a bunch of rain and me and a co-worker at the time had just clocked out and we were heading to the friend's house who had warned me originally about the creature. His house is on a long straight road with a dead end. Very few houses on one side, woods on the other. As we are heading down the road with high beams on, my co-worker slams on the brakes and starts freaking out saying that he had just saw the creature kneeling down on the shoulder of the road. Instantly, without thought, I jumped out of the car and immediately heard running and crashing through the woods in a parallel line to the road. Thankfully, due to the hard braking, the car shifted slightly so that the high beams were pointed into the woods. And that's when I saw it. That's when my life changed. My beliefs were shattered and my reality turned upside down. A six-foot-tall naked creature with grayish-white skin and long arms ran through the section of the woods fully illuminated by the headlights, giving me at least 15 seconds of uninterrupted visual contact with the creature, firmly imprinting it into my head. It ran just like a human being. However, it was incredibly fast and in jumping over any obstacle in the way, 
until it reached the point where the headlights no longer illuminated the woods. It then pretended to jump and run deeper into the woods. However, it actually turned and headed back to the road where I lost sight of it in the dark part of the woods for about 30 seconds. As I was standing in the middle of the road, absolutely dumbfounded with my jaw to the floor trying to comprehend the severity of the situation, it then crawled out from the woods and crossed the road on all fours, about 60 yards away from me, and disappeared into the woods on the other side. I have been tormented by the creature ever since. It makes me confused, sad, curious. I can't get the image out of my head. I can't forget the feelings this creature gave me while I lived there, playing and toying with my head and waking life and in my dreams. I don't go into the backcountry alone anymore. I cannot enjoy the solitude without anxiety ruining it. I can't be free. This creature exists and so do others that we just can't understand, and it's important that people realize this so they can enjoy nature while also being safe. I'm not sure how this story will be received, but it's been eating me alive. It's given me crippling anxiety and I have to do something to try to get this off my chest. Believe me or don't, that doesn't matter to me. I just want people to be safe and I want my freedom back. And if coming out about this will help, then I'll do anything. Hello film fans, we are the Film vs. Film Podcast. My name is Martin Harris, the host, and I'm always joined by the film encyclopedia man, Boaz Dix. We are a couple of filmmakers on occasion, but mainly can't stop yapping about movies. On this podcast, every episode, we pick a topic from a film that's coming out at the cinema or on streaming. Myself and Boaz pick our favourite film from that topic, or team up against a guest and battle it out to decide which film would become the greatest film of all time, according to two film geeks from Wiltshire, England. We release our episodes every other Saturday, plus bonus spoiler special episodes about new films we love. You can find us anywhere on your favourite podcasting app. Remember, please do subscribe. Pod Trailer, signing off. So this shook me up for a couple of years. So a bit of backstory. About five years ago when I was 14 or 15, I would frequently walk home from school for a couple of friends through a wooded area which was on a steep hill. We had explored the area a decent amount as we had been walking that way since we were all 13. Next to the forest, there was a field with a wire fence around two sides of it, blocking off the forest. The fence had a human-sized hole in it, which we explored for a couple of months before, which led through bushes to what we believed was an abandoned homeless person's camp, complete with a badly built shelter out of a tarp and crates, a couple of plastic chairs, and a small pit in the middle. We went there a couple of times to show people, and it always stayed pretty much the same. 
except the chairs would move positions every so often and sometimes be thrown into the bushes. We went out here often but never saw anyone. To get to our houses we would have to walk from the field up the steep hill of forest to get to the top where there are houses. So it was late spring and me and a couple of friends, M and L, were walking home after school like normal. It was a pretty nice day so we thought we'd explore the woods rather than heading straight home. We were exploring for a decent amount of time, maybe about an hour of us walking through the bushes to try and find other paths or open areas. We walked through a thicket of bushes and discovered we had accidentally walked into the homeless person's camp area. We were all confused as we had never walked in from this angle, only through the fence. Something felt off, like a kind of sinking feeling. M and L didn't have the same feeling, so I kind of just brushed it off. L was tired from walking, so they decided to sit on one of the plastic chairs and eat some food they had brought earlier, while me and M just kind of walked about the camp, seeing if anything had changed again. We walked into the covered bit and could smell something pretty grim, but couldn't exactly figure out what it was. M was thinking it was a dead body and decided to look further in while I went back out to talk to L, as I was still pretty freaked out. M was gone for a couple of minutes until they called out for us to come and see what they found. We refused, so they came out and called us wimps, pulling up their phone to show us a photo of a dead rat. The rat looked rotten, torn apart. M said they found it right away in the back in the corner. Either way, we found it creepy and decided just to leave. I wanted to go through the fence and walk around the forest, but the other two said it would take way too long and that we may as well just walk quickly up the hill through the forest so they could just kind of get home already. I decided to go with them too as I just didn't want to walk home alone. We went the back way we came and that feeling kind of dropped. Me and M were just joking around trying not to think about the rat and didn't notice L kind of fell behind. As we were walking through, L kept saying he saw something, but we kind of just took the piss out of him and saying he was seeing things. When he was very certain he saw something, and started getting pretty distressed. M jokingly shouted something along the lines of, If you're here to kill us, just do it already, my legs hurt. And we had a decent laugh, until L started having a full-on panic attack and crying. We went over to make sure he was alright, and that's when I saw something a couple of meters away. An all-black figure behind a tree. But it wasn't a person in all black or anything. Like it was dark, dark. I could see its shape looking like an elongated person shape with fingers that were long and wide holding onto the tree. I thought it was a shadow or something, but I could see that it was 3D. I stood staring for a couple of seconds, with it also not moving. I felt like a deer in headlights until M started shouting at whatever it was. It still didn't move. M dragged me with L, and L bawling his eyes out. We got far enough away to the point where we just decided to turn and run. 
I couldn't really run much as I felt like the energy had been drained from me. I turned back and the thing had barely moved, now leaning out more from the tree with its long, thin arm by its side. We kept going, now not really a run, but more of an out-of-breath jog. We got to the road and at the top of the hill and just kind of fell to the ground from exhaustion, still looking at the forest. I think M started filming the forest, shouting, but I can't remember what he said. But nothing really came after us. We went home, making sure to stick to the main road. Even though we had school the next day, M and L decided to stay at my house to talk about what we saw. We even drew pictures of what we saw. We told my mom and she didn't exactly believe us, but she said she would drop us to school and pick us up the next day to make us feel a bit better. We spoke about it with mates, but they just kind of blew us off, saying we were making stuff up. We looked through the video with them, but we couldn't really see anything. We would each claim to see it again, but could not really validate it, as it was never as clear as it was the first time. Seeing it from car windows when driving nearby or whilst walking to the shop by the field after school. To this day, neither me or Elle have gone back to that forest, especially after leaving school. I don't think M has gone back to the forest, but I haven't spoken to him since the end of high school, so I don't really know. But that long black figure always remains in my mind. It still freaks me out today whenever I'm walking alone or in dark areas. So to the long black mysterious figure in the forest, let's never officially meet. friends, it's 2022 and most of us like to keep to ourselves, right? But have you ever thought what may be going on next door? What's with the Neighbors is a true crime and paranormal podcast with a hint of neighborhood drama. Tune in every Sunday with Bree and Amy and all things spooky wherever you get your podcasts. And check us out on all social media platforms at WWTN Podcast. That's What's with the Neighbors on all streaming platforms and at WWTN Podcast. Have you checked in on the Neighbors? What's with the Neighbors? There's been so many occurrences of this weird stuff happening, but today was my breaking point. I decided I wasn't going to sleep for school the following morning, as I do sometimes. But tonight, I had a very, very odd vibe coming from my room's window. I'm usually not the type to be frightened by my window, but today I just couldn't look at it. And there was a haunting feeling coming from it. I kind of brushed it off today, so I called a friend on Discord and played some video games. Where I play video games, the window is directly behind me, and I can generally hear what's going on behind me. About every 10 minutes, I would hear a clicking noise. Two clicks, to be precise. My room is on the second story, and there's not trees relatively close enough to create the noise. So each time I heard it, I would sort of try and make an excuse for it. Oh, it's just a squirrel or something. Or, oh, maybe it's water. 
but after listening carefully each time, I came to notice that it was most definitely not that. Later on at around 4 o'clock, my friend left the call to sleep. I was just sort of hanging out watching TikToks, and then I started hearing rapid tapping. The tapping was so mortifyingly human that I froze and continued to listen to the tapping. I then recognized a five-finger tapping pattern. I was so horrified. I sat for maybe 15 minutes straight, not looking anywhere, but exactly where I had frozen. After calming myself down and finally letting myself breathe, I got up, not making eye contact with any wall or window, and I went to a room with no windows and hung out for a bit. I finally went back to my room at around 4.50 a.m., I went and laid in bed, and as soon as my head hit the pillow, I heard muffled howling, barking coming from the forest. Usually, I would just brush it off as my neighbor's dog, Layla, but it didn't sound like a dog. It didn't sound like Layla. It couldn't be wolves or coyotes, because they never cross a certain part of the forest, which is surprisingly closer to the 401 highway. At this point, I was really freaked out and just tried to continue my morning. That's really where the odd stuff ends that night. But that was definitely not the first time this has happened. We have a really old house. My parents think it's ghosts as they've heard things mock them. Weird laser lights being pointed around our house. Whispering, black shadows hovering over my crib. And an old British lady calling out names. See, I agree with all that, but I think the thing lurking in the forest by my window is different. Another weird thing that I found is when we redid the insulation for my room and drywall underneath the insulation was 50s clothes, old newspapers, and weird signs and symbols painted in black, and gibberish words. We covered it up, but it sort of haunts me to know what lies beneath the wallpaper. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time.